If you're affected by anything discussed on this podcast or you just want to talk, please reach out to someone for help and support. You can also reach out to ManBlues via email at manblues at gmx.com, at manbluesuk on Twitter, or find us on Mastodon by searching for at manblues. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. I'm Leon Deggs, and I have Man Blues. This week's episode is about stalking. Okay, so what do I mean when I say this one's about stalking? Right, let me tell you a quick story. The story is, I was on some social media and I saw a post. And the post I saw was from a woman who was explaining about stalker apps. Now, I don't know about stalker apps, so obviously I'm intrigued. And I read through the entirety of the social media post to figure out what it is that it's all about. And the lady basically explained that these are apps that you can install on somebody's phone without them knowing. And it will track key presses. It will position them so you know where they are. And it can also, certain more extreme ones can switch on cameras and microphones so you can actually listen to what the person is saying and see what they're doing. Now that opened my eyes in quite an horrific way. But she went on to say that at each of these seminars that she does where she gives these talks about these apps, that what she finds is, is that she gets the same response from the women and from the men. Now the women will approach her in the end and they'll say, I had a partner who had an app installed on my phone. And then the men approach and the men say the same thing. The men say, I had absolutely no idea that this software exists, that this is something that men are capable of, that men do. And that's the problem. That's always a problem. What do I mean? A stalking app, and I've got a little description here for you, which is also known as spyware or even stalkerware, that that it has its own name, that it has its own genre, is worrying. But Stalkerware is an app or software that someone can download onto your phone to secretly track or monitor you. Once they're installed, the apps can share detailed information about what you do on your phone, like phone conversations, text, email messages, photos, and account passwords, all without your knowledge. Now, if you're not getting a little bit kind of creeped out by that, some stalking apps can actually turn your phone's microphone and camera remotely on so that the person can see and hear what's happening around the phone even when you're not using it. Even when you... It's it's just that this even exists, that this is even a thing bothers me. I get it from the following perspective only. The governments of this world probably created that software so that they could listen to quote-unquote terrorists on their phones. They could install it remotely and they can then hack into somebody's phone. And then you've got the whole Big Brother is listening stuff. That's also fine. That's what happens in the world. Big Brother does listen, you know, but you have to be a person of interest. So what are we saying? Well, I believe that if you're the kind of person who feels the need to install that sort of software onto your significant other's phone, you're not very far away from being an abuser I don't think it's going to take too much imagination for you to move from A to B 
which leads me into my problem with it. And my problem with it really is, well, it's manifold, I suppose, but it sort of, I just cannot believe that these things even exist in the first place. As I say, I do understand a potential military use or a security use in terms of stick it on that terrorist telephone and you can hear what they're doing and where they are and track them and so on and then you've got your person of interest and so on. Yeah, that I can totally see. But the fact that it's then become available for me to install on my wife's phone because I'm so emotionally insecure about my relationship with my wife that I have to track her and have to see where she is and I have to know what's being said around her and I need to get all her account passwords and I need to read all her emails and her texts and see which photos she's taking. That I'm that insecure and mentally unstable, let's say it, mentally unstable, that I think it's perfectly okay to treat somebody like that. That frightens me, that this stuff is out in the world. What makes me even more scared is that there are men out there who are so weak-willed and cowardly that they need these apps. And yes, you are a coward. If you need this app to be installed on your partner's phone, you're a coward. And you are literally two steps away from domestic abuse and violence. That's just my opinion. That's not a fact. But I'll guarantee you that someone who's that controlling of somebody else in a relationship, somebody who needs that stalker app to be installed on her or his phone, you're not far away. So jealousy is essentially what this is about. This is about jealousy and insecurity, really. But jealousy is a very, very difficult beast to defeat. But it can be defeated. You've just got to have the right strength of mind and you've got to have the right will. But this weak-willed and cowardly nonsense about installing apps on somebody's phone, I just can't cope with it. I can't handle it that it's even a thing. So let me just give you a quick story. My wife and I, we've been together for some time now, and she likes to travel to different places where I don't have much interest. So, you know, she's got an interest in a particular sort of architecture or history or whatever it be, and I'm not quite so keen on that. So... So in our relationship, there's a lot of love and a lot of emotion, but there's also a lot of space. She's allowed to go off and do what she wants to do, and I'm allowed to go off and do what I want to do, and then we've also got things that we do together. For instance, in my case, I like to go off and do whiskey tours. She's not a whiskey drinker, she's not interested. She likes to go off and visit architecture. Not, not necessarily my thing. So we have separate holidays. We've done it in the past, we'll probably do it again in the future. We have separate holidays. She's travelled abroad and she was in a country where it wasn't necessarily safe for women to walk around on their own. So in the party she was in, she had to pretend that she was together with one of the guys in the party. She told me about this and it made absolutely no impact on my life whatsoever. I was not sitting at home 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 miles away thinking, well, what's my wife getting up to with this guy that I've never met? But it was done for her safety because she was in a country where, you know, it's not necessarily safe for women to walk on their own, as I said. So they weren't holding hands, but they were walking close together and talking to one another and basically looking as though they were a couple. However, that didn't stop several men approaching her and making moves because it was one of those countries. I'm telling this story to my manager and my manager was like, wow, that's an interesting anecdote. But he went on to say he wouldn't be comfortable with his wife going away on holiday on her own, that that's not something he feels he could do. And immediately I was thinking, why? 
What's wrong in your relationship that you don't trust your wife? What is the matter? And did I put that fake spin on it? Was that just me interpreting that into what he'd said? Or did he really believe that, you know, is there that level of jealousy there that he doesn't want other men looking at his wife? Now, this is something I've sort of toiled with over the years because I think I'm quite happy, personally. I think I'm quite happy in the knowledge that other men would look at my wife and covet her. But I'm also safe in the knowledge and I've got pretty good, I don't know, strength of character, I suppose, to think, to believe that she will come back and she's not going to go and have an affair. But that's what these stalking apps are insinuating. These stalking apps that you've installed, you cowardly little man, those have been installed because you believe that your partner will wander. Now, why do partners wander? It's because that grass at home is not as green as the grass elsewhere. So if you're struggling to keep your partner happy in such a way that you need to keep these apps on there because you don't feel comfortable about what they might be getting up to outside of the the house and familial environment, that's on you, 100%. That's on you. Because if you don't trust them enough, that's you. And as I said, I strongly believe that the use of these apps will feed directly into domestic abuse and violence. And if you use these apps, don't you dare claim that it doesn't lead into that. Because it does. It's just a stepping stone. Because on that day when she comes home and you find out she's been chatting to that other guy, you confront her about it. Because why else have you got the app? What other reason could you possibly have to have the app installed on her phone without finding out what she's doing if you're never going to confront her about it? So you're putting yourself in a position where you're basically inviting the confrontation. And if you're the sort of person who wants to have that much control over your partner, you are two steps away from causing them physical hurt. Guaranteed. So looking at some positivity, it's a tricky one because I found out about these apps purely by chance. I was just scrolling, not doom scrolling because that's not the thing that I do, but I was just scrolling through social media and I saw this post and genuinely had my eyes open and I thought, I cannot believe that there are men out there that do that. And then I felt a sadness wash over me because I thought, actually, no, I can totally believe that there are men out there that do that because there are men that do all manner of horrible things and I'm just learning about them. But when I came to make notes on this episode in particular and this subject in particular, I was thinking, well, what is it actually about? Because it's not about stalking because this isn't stalking. They're called stalking apps, but stalking, physical stalking, very different kettle of fish. These stalking apps is more about jealousy because, you know, you can't cope with the fact that they're out of your sight and you don't know what's going on. So I googled how you can combat jealousy. And you know what? I found a website. Again, the blurb will be littered with URLs as it always is. But I found a website that gave 15 steps to combat jealousy. What does that tell you? If for the very first thing I looked at, the very first link that came up on Google about jealousy yielded 15 steps to solving jealousy, tells you one thing and one thing only. Jealousy is a tough nut to crack. When I read through the 15 steps, which I'm going to go through in a second, every single one of them was doable, but requires effort. So number one, acknowledge and openly talk about jealousy. 
Step one is always recognition. Recognize that you have a problem. Number two, recognize that jealousy is usually a sign of insecurity. Your insecurity, not theirs, yours. Three, work on managing your emotions. That takes time and effort. Number four, keep a relationship journal. If you want to get, I mean, these are just the headlines. The rest of the blurb is on the page. So if you click on that link, it will take you to it and it'll, get, it'll explain more about what it means to put into your journal, what sort of things you need to be writing down. And number five, a classic. Before pointing fingers, first look inward. Is it something you did? Chances are, yes. Especially if you've been installing stalking apps. Uh, number six is um, explore the underlying issues. Again, really difficult with jealousy because jealousy comes from the fact that you believe you've done nothing wrong and they've done everything wrong. Number seven is remembering that experiencing jealousy doesn't always mean that your partner is doing something wrong. It's all about your perception of their behavior. Number eight is to identify your unspoken and unmet needs. Now that's you. Look at what you think you're missing from that relationship and discuss that. Number nine is to voice your concerns. This is a long list, but these are all important steps to move you away from the need to stick a stalking app on your partner's phone. Number 10, hold back on making rash decisions. Well, everyone will benefit from that. Everybody should try their hardest to do that. And it's taking me a long time, but I am learning. Number 11 is to start appreciating yourself more. We can all do with a little bit more self-appreciation. Number 12 is to build healthy coping skills. Again, the website explains what to do with that and gives you some tips on things. And number 13 is to heal your past wounds. Move on from whatever trauma you've got that makes you think that the relationship you're in now will be exactly the same as the ones you've been in before. Because they won't. Everybody is different. People are different. Just because that person treated you badly doesn't mean this one will. And if they do, there is one common denominator in all of your relationships, and that's you. Number 14, talk to a therapist. And finally, number 15 is to seek couples therapy. Now, they are quite involved steps, and there's a lot to be done and a lot of personal work that needs to happen in order for you to achieve that goal of defeating jealousy but it also went on to give you some tips on how to deal with a jealous partner so if you're listening to this podcast and thank you very much for that but if you're listening to this podcast because you just like the episodes but then you think oh maybe my partner is jealous maybe i need to deal with their jealousy towards me or towards a relationship or just in general that website also went on to give some tips five tips uh, for how to deal with a jealous partner which i think is also useful because jealousy isn't just one way. So it says here, uh, number one is to talk about their fears and anxieties. What is my manager's worry with his wife going on holiday? What is he afraid of? And when I had the conversation with my manager, sorry to digress from the numbers, but when I had that conversation with my manager, I was wondering whether there's something wrong with me that I'm okay with my wife going away and doing these things on her own. Should I be worried? Should I be concerned? But then I think, well, no. What have I got to be concerned about? If the worst thing happens and it turns out that while she was on holiday, she had an affair with a guy, we deal with that. 
you deal with the stories as they arise. You don't put somebody in a situation where they can make that happen. That's the key. So number two, apologies. Number two, don't get defensive about your own behavior. Nobody likes to be criticized. It's really easy to criticize others, but if you ever critique yourself, that's when you start to learn. Number three is to show extra affection. Now, I'm a little bit cautious on that one. There was more blurb with it, as I explained, but I'm a little bit more cautious with that one because I think this showing extra affection thing is a bit like the man comes home with a bouquet of flowers and the immediate assumption is, oh, what's he done wrong? You can't do right for doing wrong kind of thing. Uh, so if you were to show more affection to someone who you believe might be a jealous partner, it could make things worse. It could exacerbate the problem. Uh, number four is to create healthy boundaries. Well, if you don't already have them, it's definitely time to create them. And number five is to be patient and revisit the issue. Just as an FYI, really, I don't think it matters to anybody in particular, but I'm recording this episode a little bit differently, so I've got no idea roughly of how long I've been talking. I'm hoping that my ranting about this stuff has led to at least 10 minutes of editable audio. <laughs> That'd be useful. But the usual sign-off is, I'm Leon Deggs and blah, 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 blah. I'm not really sure I can sign off this episode in that same way, because what can I possibly say about stalker apps that can be spun into a kind of like a cute little idiomatic phrase that I like to trot out at the end. I can't really. I'm really struggling with it. I, I normally write it and read it verbatim because I think, oh yeah, that'll be clever. Let me do that and blah, blah, blah. But I just think I am Leon Deggs. I am very much assured in my feelings towards my wife and I'm also very much assured in my confidence in the relationship. I'm not a jealous person. I'm certainly not jealous of my wife being out on her own. She's actually out on her own today. She's out with a group of people, mostly men. It doesn't bother me. So let me do this one completely. Let me sign this episode off completely on the fly. Let's see. I'm Leon Deggs and I don't do stalking. I'm confident in the relationship I have with the people around me. Thank you for listening. <laughs>